0: This club has people dying to get in. Today on Podcast Magoria. Of podcast Memories: halloween a to z i'm james and
1: i'm autumn
0: and today we are discussing our m movie m for the monster club
1: yeah a vincent price movie ah uh, i first of all didn't know much about Yar. second of all i've never seen oh yeah i mean that should be obvious for me not knowing much about it yeah. but
0: yeah nah. um, Yeah. <laughs> Likewise, have not seen this before or so I
1: thought, though there were lots of scenes
0: that I kind of remember.
1: There are a lot of scenes that I know I've at least seen either GIFs or clips of throughout horror history. And
0: we'll notate at least one of those uh, as we get to it. (laughs) Um, This 1981 hour and 37 minute long classic Uh has a lot to unpack. Hey, guess what? What? We got ourselves an anthology.
1: I know! When I figured out (laughs) that it was an anthology movie, I was like, are you kidding me? We didn't talk about this on our anthology stuff? I I mean... You know. You know how it
0: goes. There's a lot of anthologies out there.
1: There are a lot of anthologies. It's also really hard to believe that this movie is from 1981. Yeah! Because it's got a very, like, 60s, Mm -hmm. like, early 70s feel to it.
0: Well, it definitely seems like some of the set dressing is recycled from like old Hammer horror pictures,
1: for sure. Because uh, when it first opens, I was like, "Wait, this is this is from the '80s?" Because it's that flat, like. It's obviously oh, a
0: set. Well, I mean, you know, you, you've you already let the cat out of the bag. Let's go ahead and get started and start talking about how the movie opens.
1: Which is another movie where we jump right on in, yeah. just like our last one. Yeah,
0: jump right in, hang around a while. Um, <laughs> yep, we get a, a nice little uh, shot of, you know, a, a stationary shot of storefronts and such and spooky music's playing and we have opening credits of course rolling and we see a couple walk by a storefront that features books various books and novels and such from an esteemed author in this universe
1: there's also a mask that looks eerily similar to the toxic avengers not Mm. not an exact copy but pretty darn close ding
0: ding ding that rings some bells (laughs) (laughs) finally we are introduced uh to said author walking in front of the shop, and he's greeted by a seemingly drunk, though not really, wink, Um, Vincent Price.
1: Can you please tell them the name of this uh, author?
0: I'd gladly say the name of the author, that being R. Chetwynd Hayes.
1: Yeah, it's a pretty pretentious <laughs> name, ain't it?
0: Yes, it is. What
1: does the R stand for? Richard? Rigatoni. Reginald? <laughs>
0: Remington. Regiford.
1: Regiford. Yes. Regium. Yeah. <laughs> Rillium.
0: <laughs> yes, Rillium. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Vincent Price's character is acting all, oh, I haven't had a bite in three days. You know, that old shtick. And the guy's like, the author's just like, oh, well, I can do you know, whatever I can do to help you. I'd be glad to give you food. And he's just like, mm, thanks. And it's revealed that he's actually a vampire.
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm glad we got the reveal early on. Yes. But also, he's not your normal vampire, because mm-hmm. the author turns out he's just fine. Yeah. He's there fixing his like his jacket and everything. And this is where uh, Vincent Price's character. Introduces himself as Aramis. Yeah, he's like, "Oh, don't worry, you won't turn into one of us because I have retractable fangs, and uh, I didn't puncture you enough to give you the the disease." I can't remember if he called it a disease or virus, but
0: yeah. Um, and he's also just like, you know, thanks for the quick bite uh, yeah. to eat, and so yeah. you know, I'm feeling much better now. He also reveals that he is a huge fan of R's works.
1: So to be able to eat from him, I mean, it's got to be an honor, right?
0: Oh, it's got to be. You know, and, and R is just like, wait, you've read my stories? And he's just, and uh, Aramis is just like, Oh, read them? Oh my God, like I worship them. All of us monsters do.
1: <laughs> so that's cute that uh, the monster world is like obsessed with this author. I, yeah. I love the thought of that. But Aramis offers him... A unique look into the monster world. Mm-hmm. He invites them to the Monster Club. The Monster
0: Club. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we see said club. Lots of ghouls getting down and getting a little dance.
1: Yeah, it's uh, just a bunch of people and some weird kooky masks. There uh, are
0: cheap just...
1: Cheap looking masks, yeah, yeah. mind you. <laughs>
0: Someone must have really just sent off all of the uh, the little ads that you see in comic books, like Tales from the Crypt or or Vaults of uh, the Vault of Horror yeah. and stuff like that.
1: But they look like the early like seventies like yeah. masks, though, yeah. don't
0: they? I'm telling you, like somebody had it, like. A case fell off a truck. <laughs> Ask no more questions. Right, right. <laughs>
1: uh, but it is funny that most of them are wearing the mask, and then there's like just like one or two people in the crowd that don't have a mask on. They might have like scary teeth or something. Yeah, yeah. Maybe or, some hair like glued to their face. Yeah,
0: or or their hair is combed in a certain fashion.
1: But I love this scene because we're seeing all these monsters get down. And we get a fantastic freaking song yeah. called Monsters Rule Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah um, we're treated to a monster concert, ultimately.
1: I am obsessed yeah. with this part of the movie, and this is when I was like, I... I love this movie. Throw in the towel, like yeah. I, I, I'm yeah. done. This is great. <laughs> yeah, it
0: already starts off so charming.
1: Uh-huh.
0: And, um, uh huh. And just a little fun fact uh, in regards to the music and stuff is, if you get this movie on DVD or on uh, Blu-ray, they actually feature the soundtrack for the movie. Like it's, it's a, Mm -hmm. like the soundtrack is a bonus feature for this film.
1: I would love to find a vinyl if it's out there.
0: It is. It's very expensive.
1: Oh, well, um, hear that guys, we need to go fund me (laughs) for, for us to own this vinyl. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. It's like a
0: hundred and seventy five dollars, you know, nothing too crazy.
1: Yeah. But something we can't afford. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. (laughs) Yep. Um,
0: Aramis and uh, and R. Uh, arrive and they get some drinks and it's, you know, it's clear that they're getting some sort of like Bloody Mary's extra on the blood.
1: <laughs> it's also pretty um, funny because during this scene, Aramis is just kind of going, oh, woe is the modern vampire. It's yep. so hard to get blood these days.
0: Yep. Yeah, you know, because all the kids know all the tricks and they, they you know, it's, it's so hard to get around without someone having garlic or, or having a steak at the ready or crosses everywhere. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, so oh. it's just it's so it's such a trying time <laughs> to be a vampire. It's
1: so funny, though, to see Vincent Price kind of deliver lines like this, yeah. though, because, you know, you think of Vincent Price and you think a little, a little stuffy.
0: A little stuffy. A little stuffy. Really snarky.
1: Really snarky, and he's delivering these kind of lightly humorous lines. Yeah, and it, it, I, I want to know how they convinced him to do this movie.
0: It is pretty surprising because the fact, and and uh, I guess like fun fact on top of fun fact. Um, <laughs> so they approached Christopher Lee to be the author, right? Uh did they also do um they 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 did but we won't get to him in a moment give me a second okay Um, Okay. but but yeah christopher lee um instantly refused the moment he saw the name of the film (laughs) and they also try to get peter cushing for it and he also was just like "Mm, no thanks
1: so they got a guy that kind of gives the air of both of them combined. Yeah, yeah the
0: actor that plays R, um, he looks like just he looks like a drawing. Yeah, he, he looks like when you read those old horror comics and stuff, and and the and the guy's got the kind of long drawn face with mm-hmm. all the you know deep wrinkles and the tired bags yeah, under the his pointy... eyes.
1: No. Yeah,
0: yeah. He he looks j- just like he walked out of one of the pages of any of the classic EC comics. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so at least we got Vincent Price to agree to this, <laughs> right?
1: And it, as I said, it's a delight to hear him talk about this stuff especially what's coming up next oh boy because r gets distracted by he's not listening to vincent really because he's distracted by this chart next to them just hanging up in this club randomly
0: yeah and r's just like oh well, what's this and and uh aramis is just like oh well you see that is um that is the the map of monster genealogy and and uh, come here a second, and I'll show you, and I'll explain to you how it works. And we get <laughs> Dr. Seuss levels of nonsense.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, it, it's wonderful. It's just yeah. a spewing of, like, all these words, yeah. and it's kind of got a rhythm to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So... It,
0: it, it feels like you're watching like, an old Danny Kaye movie where he yeah. does that like kind of fast speak. Um, and it's just because i mean first it starts off relatively normal cuz he's like oh well you see we, you have your vampires and you have your werewolves and now if they breed then you get a werevamp and then if you know of course then if you go with a uh with a ghoul and a human then you have a goo. and then <laughs> but then it just gets crazier and crazier and crazier where he's just like oh well you know and if you have a mixture of all of the above then you have a, a mock. and if you have a mock and then he, and you don't want to hear them whistle but <laughs> let's say that you do then this happens and it just it goes on and on and on and it's just like you, you can't help just kind of stare at the screen dumbfounded
1: yeah it was hard for me to i did not write down Hardly any of them except for the main one, the Shadmock. Yeah. But you know what's really effed up about this monster society?
0: Hmm. What's that?
1: Is that based on who your parents just happen to be, yeah. is if you're placed in the lowest of the hierarchy, which Shadmocks are because they're mutts, essentially. Yeah. yeah.
0: Now, note that I had mentioned about the Shadmock whistle. Um, This is something that Aramis also does, and R picks up on that and goes... Well, go back again to the shadmock and the whistle. What's that all about? <laughs> Aramis is just like, oh, well, you never want to hear uh, a a shadmock whistle, but because the results will be devastating. But I've got to tale about such uh, an event, and then begins our first tale. We see a man in a straitjacket in a padded room, mm-hmm. you know, being watched through a window by a bunch of doctors and such.
1: Yeah, at first I was like, oh, it, d- does a shadmock whistle turn you?
0: crazy you know which is a great assumption yeah. that's what i thought yeah um then it goes to a flashback of a man and a woman uh, discussing how, uh, well, the man's just like, we just need one big break. We just need one good job so we can get all the money, you know, and then we won't have to worry about living in this, you know, this squalor.
1: As they're talking about their money troubles and, oh, maybe we should get a real job. Nah, we just need a really big break. Yeah. Uh, he comes across an ad in the paper going, hey, well, here's this uh, cataloging job. Yeah. And, um... Sounds like it's uh, probably got some high-dollar stuff that you're going to be cataloging.
0: Yeah, yeah. So he, of course, makes uh, uh, the lady do it, which um, these characters' names, by the way, in case you were just, you know... <laughs> chomping at the bit here uh their names are angela and george
1: oh and just so it's not a jump scare when we do say their names i guess right
0: that's right (laughs) we then see the the manner at which the uh the catalog job is at angela arrives at the door and introduces herself to our other character, Mr. Raven, mm-hmm. who's a sickly looking fellow, with obvious shut in.
1: Yeah. Um he he like won't even come out because the sun's too bright for yes. him.
0: Um, as Raven kinda goes down the list of like, you know, the things that need to be done with the job and stuff, he does warn her up front that he is hard to work for because he's very particular.
1: Mhm. Or at least that's what people say about me. Yeah. Then I don't know if it was supposed to be scary or what, but he turns around and the light hits his face just right that this scares Angela to run out of the house and be horrified. Yeah. (laughs) Just like a zoom in on his face and everything. And I'm just like... oh. He's just a sickly-looking guy. Yeah, he's just like... a sickly-looking
0: guy that could use a different hairstyle. <laughs>
1: uh, it... So when she gets home, though, she explains to George, Oh, I just can't do it. He's so horrifying. Yeah. Oh, gosh, I was so scared.
0: Well, it's just basically she, tell, she tells uh, George that she just can't do it, um, even though the house is full of great stuff. And he's just like, great stuff, you say. And um, she's like, but I absolutely can't do it. He's too hideous. I can't do it. And then, next scene, she's back at the house because it's it's one of those things where it's you know it's like in a sitcom where someone goes, I won't put on the dress. I absolutely won't do it. And then, yeah, b- and then b- b- in, yeah, in, yeah, they're F in the dress. Yeah.
1: Um. In fact, uh, she warms up so much to him uh, in such a short amount of time that she's sitting right next to him. Yeah. uh You know, helping him with some books and stuff that they're cataloging. Yeah. And while they're doing this, he's kind of telling her his fears about mm-hmm. the whole situation and that she might run off.
0: Yeah, yeah. And just ultimately also reveals that, you know, he doesn't ever leave the grounds and such um, because he doesn't like the noise of all the people and, and the cars and all that kind of stuff.
1: Mm, sounds like he might need to get diagnosed.
0: <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um Later on, he is seen feeding birds. And then later on, Angela is talking to him uh, while they're doing more cataloging.
1: Yeah, it's a very uh, kind of Beauty and the Beast moment. Yeah. Because um, looks like he's starting to develop some feelings. Maybe Angela's starting to warm up to him a little bit, too. Maybe. And this kind of smacks you in the face though because all of a sudden he's getting her like flowers oh yeah and like i mean not just a bouquet he presents her with a ton of flowers
0: well yeah because like the next day that she comes back he's just like he gives her flowers and says like you shouldn't you should always be gifted with flowers there should be never be a moment where you don't have flowers and, uh, and whenever they enter the house, he's got flowers everywhere to prove that he, fe- his feelings of that she should be always surrounded by flowers.
1: And instead of her being creeped out, she just kind of laughs it off and she's like, uh, go feed your bird.
0: That's right. <laughs> um, another thing with the dialogue that he has with her uh, often is he, he'll get really excited and he almost will reveal something to her. Yeah, And he always has to go, oh, uh, oh, uh, oh. Uh. And then yeah. he leaves the room.
1: Yeah, because, of course, she just thinks he's some weird goth guy. But the audience knows. That's right. We know. We know. <laughs> we see George again, finally. Yeah. And he's asking her, She or he's asking Angela, oh, are you still afraid of yeah. this guy? What's the big deal? Why haven't you... Why haven't you snatched anything yet?
0: Yeah, and she's just kind of like, I don't think that we should go through with this grift. I think that, you know, we need to just go ahead and drop it and move on to the next thing.
1: Yeah, he's harmless. He's a shut-in. Like, I kind of feel sorry for him. Mm -hmm. I am terrified of him, but... Yeah.
0: Yeah, George kind of jokes. He's just like, oh, what are you, falling for
1: him? (laughs) At the mansion, we're back with the birds. That's right. And unfortunately, a cat gets one of the birds. Yes.
0: And this makes uh, Mr. Raven
1: whistle. <gasps> we finally get to see how now, how is a cat going to get in a straight jacket?
0: <laughs> well, uh, Mr. Raven, after the whistling finally ends, which by the way, Angela can hear inside the house.
1: Oh, um, yeah. It's like ringing it's, in her ears. Yeah. Like, sh-
0: he ends up coming in and just like, oh, oh, you know, he's obviously shaken by what had happened, and he runs off. Uh, Angela ends up looking outside and seeing a cat-shaped, melty, smoking <laughs> goo. Uh,
1: yeah, I don't know how they uh, did that special effect, but um, what kind <laughs> of budget did we have, guys? <laughs>
0: One that uh, that you can get smoking goo. <laughs>
1: 'Cause it, it it's even like it's in a cartoonish yeah. shape. Oh too. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. It looks like it flat out like a car. A yeah, cartoon. yeah. Um back at the apartment, George is upset that basically they can't sell the items uh that she ha- she has like managed to take Like I don't remember what it was. It was some random like little statue or something. Yeah, I can't remember
1: what she initially took. That he was like, "This is bullshit." Yeah,
0: he's just like, "What am I supposed to do with this?" And she's just like, "This is what the house is full of." And he's just like, "Well, obviously he has a shit ton of money somewhere, Mm -hmm. you know, hidden away because, I mean, you know, how does he afford all these stupid trinkets?" Uh, She needs to find the safe.
1: Yeah, he literally asks, well, does he have a safe? And then we see the next scene. Yeah. He's got a safe for y'all. Yeah,
0: yeah. He, <laughs> he's got yeah. a
1: big safe.
0: Yeah, he's got a huge safe. And we see inside of it, it's full of rolls of cash and other gems and stuff of that nature. He uh, takes a few rolls of cash out of the safe and uh, presents it to a mustached man who gives him a, a very fancy jewel. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, yeah, uh, he starts showing it off to Angela, mm-hmm. like even like... Puts it up against her face and whatnot. So she gets a really good eyeballing on it. That's right. He even shows her like where he puts it in the safe.
0: Yeah, yeah. And she's just like, are you sure that you should be putting that kind of stuff in the safe? Shouldn't it be put into a bank? He's just like, I don't trust banks and, and plus I don't leave the house. So that can't be a thing. Maybe you, you know, can help me out with that. And then this leads to him confessing his love to her.
1: Beauty and the Beast. That's
0: right. We then are back at the apartment and Angela is crying to George saying that she just absolutely can't do go through with this. That it's just, it's too messed up to hurt him. Uh, The way that it would if they were to go through with everything. However, I mean, George must be really great at convincing her. We don't ever see it.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We don't see the scenes of him manipulating her because she's all of a sudden um, agreeing to a relationship with Mr. Raven. Yeah. And uh, this excites him so much that he agrees to give her a ring. Yeah. And uh, while he's getting the ring, she watches him do the combination.
0: Yeah. He then reveals the fact that he is a Shadmog and uh, and that he should never whistle. Shh, shh,
1: shh. No whistling. No uh, whistling. I would around. never whistle, whistle at you. Yeah.
0: No matter what.
1: She doesn't have much of a reaction no. to this either. Doesn't even really ask what that means. Right. <laughs> like she's just like, Oh, okay, yeah. sure.
0: Um yeah. Once he has given her the ring, it also they're now engaged.
1: Right, yeah, um, of course.
0: And uh, and he tells her that they must throw a party with all of his, um, his relatives there, um, though it has to be a masquerade party because of the fact that she needs to be slowly introduced to his all family.
1: He's got a lot of questionable relatives, as That's he right. puts it. <laughs> questionable looking relatives. Yeah.
0: Which, if he's saying that, oof. <laughs>
1: so, we get to the engagement party. Have no idea how much time has passed nope. that this grift has been going on.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, they seem to have only known each other, what, a couple weeks? Yeah. Maybe.
0: At least three scenes.
1: At least three scenes. <laughs> um, <laughs> everyone must be masked, and yeah. she. Comes without a freaking mask on? Yeah. What the hell?
0: Mr. Raven provides to her a very simple mask. I mean, it's practically just a domino mask. And it's just like, it's such a shame to cover such a beautiful face. But the rules are the rules. Meanwhile, everybody else is wearing like these really kind of crazy, like clear masks Mm -hmm. where you kind of see their faces. And, And the thing is, is that a lot of it is... Like they just took thick lines and drew like lines on uh-huh. like in like brown or black, or whatever, on their faces to Yeah. To kind of obscure it, to make it look like, oh, what's going on underneath there?
1: Yeah. And she meets um uh, Mr. Raven's uncle, who yeah. is just a guy with really long mutton chops. Yeah. yeah. I'm guessing he's supposed to be it's a that... werewolf or something.
0: Yeah. yeah. Like a where where you wereume...
1: mm- Maybe a were <laughs> A hume wolf?
0: That's right. There's a bunch of uh, uh, dancing that happens, and in the shuffle, Mr. Raven loses sight of his love because she has, in the middle of all this dancing, snuck off to that damn safe.
1: Even though I swear he was watching her the whole time.
0: Also, how does he lose sight of her? She's the only one that's wearing like that teeny tiny like butterfly mask.
1: Right, and she also—I think she also has like the fanciest dress on yeah. too. I yeah. think she's the only one wearing white. In fact, yeah,
0: everybody else is wearing really like just well, monster things.
1: Monster things. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: she's having herself a hard time uh, with the uh, combination to the safe, but finally cracks it just in time for mr raven to see her as she's piling bundles of cash into uh, a bag
1: and this is where it breaks your heart because he says to her it's not the fact that you're stealing from me Mm -hmm. it's the fact that you don't actually love me
0: yeah yeah He's just Ouch. like, yeah, he's just like, take it. Take it all. I don't care about money. I don't care about jewels. He's just no. like, you could stay, though, couldn't you? Oh. You could still love me. Oh. And then she just starts screaming how ugly he is and how horrible she, that he he is. Even though he has
1: been nothing but a sweetheart to her. And he's not. Terrible. No.
0: Come on. He's
1: been nicer to her than George ever would be. Absolutely.
0: This devastates uh, Mr. Raven. He does the one thing he swore he would never do. And that is he releases the whistle. Back at the apartment, we see George waiting around uh, packing a suitcase for Angela's arrival. And Angela's arrival, he does get...
1: Yeah, she comes in with this cloak like kind of over her face and she does the old Blair Witch trick where she goes and stands in a corner menacingly and she turns around and she's all disfigured yep, she's and all, melty. Yeah, bleh, bleh. And she's like,
0: you could still love me, right? You could, you could still,
1: still love, love me. me You could, you could still, still love,
0: love me.
1: Yeah. Uh, oh, it's so cool. Like yeah th- I, I, yep, that was that was the point where I was like, oh, sold yeah. solid gold. Yes. Yeah. Th- yeah. this movie cannot get better.
0: It's a Tales from the Crypt story. Like, I mean, it's just, it's perfect. Yeah. We see after this, um, the end of the tale, which is Mr. Raven at the party, surrounded by his family, as he cries Mm. on the floor of the ballroom. Back at the Monster Club.
1: Mr. Break!
0: Yeah, yeah. We get ourselves a nice little uh, song about vampires.
1: And... Okay, so the first band that played, we had all the shots of the monsters, all the shots of the band. Cool, cool. Yeah. This one is just a straight-up, like, close-up shot of this guy for the entire song. Yeah. And the song's, like, two to three minutes long. Yeah. And this one is not as much of a banger.
0: No, no, it's not.
1: I still enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. And I liked a lot of the faces he was making. Yeah. And maybe that's why they kept him. Yeah, On Could the screen be. the entire time, because they're like, this guy's pulling some great faces. Yeah. He's also got pretty cool makeup, too, so I'll give him that. But I need variety. I need to see the monsters jamming.
0: That's right. Whenever his act gets done, a werewolf takes the stage. And um, I thought we were going to have a uh, stand-up set.
1: And that would have been another theme, I guess. (laughs) That's right. But no, luckily we were saved.
0: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) it turns out that he's actually just introducing um, the next act. And technically, the next story, mm-hmm. um, as he introduces a director of a uh, of films,
1: well, a vampire, a
0: vampire director.
1: Or was he a producer?
0: Oh, that's right. He's a vampire producer.
1: <laughs>
0: um, um, and he's just like, you know, this is a very good, uh, important story to me. And I hope that you all enjoy it. Now, while he's talking, there's a little. Um, screen, you know, like uh, projection next to him mm-hmm. of like the story about to unfold where we see a mother and, and her child and, um, and then eventually we are inside the scene.
1: Yeah, and Boy, they could have found a more sad-looking kid for this role, right? Which I mean is so fitting, but he looks yet again—it's another person that they found that looks like he just came out of a comic. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. Because he's got
1: the big, like, doe, sad eyes and just a sad mouth, kind
0: of big ears and stuff. Like, yeah, yeah.
1: He looks like an orphan. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Yeah,
0: he looks like a character from like like a heavy metal comic or something like that.
1: Yeah. So good. On the casting there yeah uh why we find out that this kid is so sad is because he is all beat up yeah and he is reluctant to go to school yeah so hmm i wonder why he's all beat up looking and doesn't want to go to school
0: right right. the mother ends up sending him off and uh and sad music plays as he walks to school (laughs) um then it's uh it's later on and we see a shadowy figure creeping through uh, a room up some stairs. And, it's, and, you know, and automatically you're just like, damn, like, we're all going to jump into this, like, scary situation. But it's okay because it turns out that uh, this almost scary person is actually just the boy's father. Just dad. Just dad. <laughs> That's right. And he's playing uh, with trains with his son. Um, but it's time to go off to work. Mm -hmm. And we get just a slew of vampire puns and yeah. vampire allusions.
1: Yeah, because the kid of course is like, aw, dad, can't we play a little longer? Gee, I sure do wish I could play with you during the day. Yeah,
0: but he's just like, well, you know, in my business we, you know, it's very important that I only do things at night. My clients mustn't be waiting. They'd <laughs> never be caught dead without, you know, it's just like, it's a lot of that.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's funny how they dance around the fact that yeah. dad Bad as a vampire. Yeah,
0: you know, the, and the and like the son even ends up asking like, what what do you do for work? And he's incredibly you know coy about it. And he's just like, what is it? It's it's uh, he
1: calls it ethical eating, like uh helping people eat ethically. Yeah, uh, I guess
0: uh, feed without greed that's is what right. he calls it. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> and then like a, a, again, a ton of puns. And then he says. uh, uh, to his son uh, to watch out for the beast squad and is also gives him the advice of beware of men carrying violin cases
1: this is when mom steps in and she said okay 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 yep. that's enough information for tonight yeah. go on dad yep. don't mix work and life home life you that's know? right yeah yeah
0: <laughs> he leaves for work and then it's the next day at school where kids are relentlessly making fun of the of the boy who by the way his name is Linton.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Well, I mean, you know, Linton. Yeah. Oh Linty boy. <laughs> Um, uh,
0: while he's being made fun of and bullied and such we see a uh, a priest watching from the uh, bushes hey kids that's not just any old boring priest why that's Dr. Loomis from Halloween
1: it sure is and it is (laughs) so hard to recognize him without his facial hair yeah He's yeah. a completely different man without that facial hair.
0: There's a, yeah, there's something about him, like where he's like he's a chameleon. Yeah, because like, like when I saw him without the facial hair, I was like, oh, okay, it's the guy from um, from uh, from you know one of the James Bond movies.
1: Right, I thought that he was one of the villains too.
0: Well, he is because he's doc. He's <gasps> oh right. do- yeah, well, he's Doctor yeah. No. Uh, yeah, I believe. that's yeah, right. With, with the you know it's Doctor Evil.
1: Doctor Evil, yeah. Um,
0: <laughs> but but yeah, like. I don't know why. I Like, I've gone my entire life not oh, yeah. really thinking about it.
1: I've never really thought that they were all the same person either. Yeah, um, wow.
0: So, so, yeah. Like, so that was a little distracting. Anyway, <laughs> uh, as the kids uh, are starting to really uh, tear into Linton.
1: After school and, um, you know, later on in the night, the mom's kind of... Trying to make her son feel a little better, yeah. going, well, hey, you know, her heritage is really cool, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, did you know that your your father's a count? Yeah. And that makes me a countess. And oh, my gosh, that makes you a viscount, too. Yeah.
0: A discounted viscount. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. So he's pretty impressed with that. Yeah. he feels pretty proud of that heritage.
0: Yeah. Um, goes to school the next day to start going, you know, I'm actually a viscount.
1: Yeah, you can't talk to me that way because I'm actually a viscount. and come on, if you've been bullied, you know, you can't say that kind of stuff to kids. I, they aren't gonna think it's cool.
0: Yeah, it, it just brought back memories of trauma from, uh, <laughs> from uh, I was just like I was like, God, Save. oh no like because I remember here like my parents telling me like, important like interesting things about our family or whatever right and then like well here you go don't feel so bad this is your heritage and i'm like okay cool and then go to school next day and then that the very thing i'm
1: brag about it the thing i'm
0: supposed to be (laughs) proud of the kids turn into a weapon
1: yeah yeah (laughs) so so you know these kids start picking on him more yeah and this is when that priest that we saw hanging out in the bushes comes up and kind of breaks it up yeah
0: um, he ends up a- uh, offering uh, the boy help, and uh, and starts asking him questions, and not the usual like fun questions you get from priests, like, "Hey, does this, uh, you know, want want to drink some of this, or uh, have you ever seen my basement?" But more along oh, the lines sh- of, "How's your dad doing? What's he do?" You know. Well,
1: okay, you know, he was a good kid because. Um, The priest offers to, offers to walk him home yeah. during all this, and the kid says, oh, well, I don't know. Yeah. I'm not really supposed to do that. And he's like, well, I'm not a stranger.
0: The thing is, though, is no matter how good a boy uh, Linton may have thought he was, uh, he pretty much ends up revealing uh, to the priest that his dad's a vampire. Because he tells them that his dad is only awake at nighttime. Uh-huh. And that, you know, like, <laughs> like that was, like, because he mentions the Count situation and that they're not originally from, like, his dad's not originally from here. It's just like, oh, yeah, my dad's name's Dracula. I don't know if you've ever heard of him. <laughs> um, which we then see immediately, like, the B-Squad in the um in a vehicle, like, prepping their violin cases. Mm-hmm.
1: After we see the B-Squad prepare uh-huh. and meet up with the priest Uh-oh. right yeah we see old little linty boy mm-hmm. at home alone as his mom shops yep i'm guessing he doesn't get left at home alone very often yeah because she's very like oh i'll be home in just yeah, a yeah. little bit don't worry
0: while linton is alone uh he uh ends up exploring his father's room which is something that the priest had actually uh, uh said to him earlier yeah, um he yeah. finally sneaks in and uh discovers that his dad sleeps in a coffin
1: yeah he was pretty surprised about seeing the coffin yes
0: and he runs outside to be nabbed by the b squad who then drag him back in to the house and the priest explains to him that he's been hunting his father for years and um and that he's going to want to see what's about to happen uh which is um the priest is going down into the basement to kill the boy's father Mm. just in time for the mom to come home
1: Yeah, she comes running down into the basement and grabs her boy as she catches the moment right before a stake gets put into dad's heart.
0: That's right. As he stakes uh, the father.
1: And he is staking and staking and staking. Yeah, this
0: is a long, this is like Dracula Dead and Loving Yeah, He's
1: like hammering it so hard and it's such a long stake too.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
1: <laughs> like yeah, it's he's, ridiculous. It's
0: like chiseling away at at the, at the vampire's heart.
1: Yeah, so he get, he gives like a a delayed reaction. He's like ah, like yeah. he just sits up and screams. Like, yeah.
0: but then he also goes over and bites the neck of the priest, and that's when the the dad falls back eh, dead, and mm-hmm. and the priest just like, oh man, like that was rough, but we finally got him. The the rest of the guys are just like, yep. sorry, buddy, but you've been bit.
1: Yeah, too bad for him because we got to get rid of all of them, you know? Yeah,
0: and um, he's just like, well, I've been doing, I've been hunting for years. You can't, I taught you how to hunt. And they're just like, and that's why we know we got to do this. The priest begs for his life, but um, it's uh, to no point uh, as uh, he gets staked by his own team members, which they're just like, Thank you for your service, ma'am. and they all uh leave with the priest uh uh you know and like they carry his body out because they're not rude
1: yeah, yeah <laughs> I do um when he got staked though it was it was kind of funny his death he lets out like a a groan that yeah. It was kind of funny. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs>
0: the mom ends up taking the son downstairs to to look at the remains of his father. But ha-ha, it turns out that dad lives.
1: <laughs> yeah. A steak-proof vest and ketchup.
0: That's right. <laughs> Everyone laughs.
1: The end. Yes. Brilliant.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Love it. Incredibly cute. It's
1: so cute. Um.
0: Our thanks, Aramis, for a good evening, but uh, is just like, ah, I need to go, and Aramis is like, oh, no, no.
1: Hold on. Like,
0: we're just getting started.
1: And the best of the performances are about to begin. That's
0: right. We get the song, The Stripper, and we. it's a fun, like, it's a really fun song.
1: I love this song. I... Pretty much instantly added it as well yeah, as monsters. Yeah, I did too. Yeah, and um, also we get uh, probably the most famous scene from this movie. Yeah, that probably not a lot of people know what it's from because exactly. I sure as heck didn't all I, this time.
0: I didn't either, <laughs> and and it's so crazy, but. The scene that we're describing is where you have the silhouette of the lady doing a strip tease and as she pulls off her clothes, she then pulls off her skin to reveal a dancing skeleton.
1: Yeah, And
0: I mean, this is everywhere.
1: Yeah. I have always loved the gif of this and it's always included in like goth mix videos and stuff like that. Yeah. So all these years I've seen that and had just like, Never try to look up what it was from. I'm just like, "Huh, oh, cool skeleton trooper. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: Once the song is done, Aramis, uh ends up explaining the final story to R about what happens when you mix hu- uh, ghouls and humans for a Hume-goo, and then our story begins.
1: Oh, he also lets R know, though, that they don't do anything interesting.
0: Yeah, that's right. They're boring. Um, So
1: why is he telling us a story about him?
0: You know, guess as good as mine. Um, We see a lady coming downstairs, um, opens up a uh, coffin and screams. Oh, it's just a movie set.
1: Well, you could tell that it was a movie set because she screams and gives no emotion when every single person in this movie has done a great job at acting. Yeah. yeah, So it was off. Yeah. Luckily, we get a cut immediately. Cut, 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 cut.
0: Yep. Um, Sam, the director, is just like, oh, this is, you know, let's just kill it for today and starts talking to other uh, members of the production about, um, you know, how they need to look for a location for the film. And, and uh, the guy is giving him, you know, all these like a map of all these locations and stuff. And Sam's like, nah, I uh, know this is going to work. I'll have to go out and find him myself.
1: The location assistant did have a place for him. Yeah. He said, but I don't know. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of it's kind of foggy out there, kind of really out there and he's like, ah, "I'll go check it out." Yeah. By myself. That's right. And so, off he goes on yeah. the road. We have another small theme here mm-hmm. of um seeing road <laughs> signs.
0: Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah.
1: Seems to be a common thing in the movies. Yeah, uh, that we've seen. Uh so yes, we get a road sign that's pointing to where this weird little villages that the location assistant pointed out on the map. Louisville. Um, And and he's not saying Louisville. Yeah. It's Louisville.
0: Yeah. Sam arrives at what is... Looks like a ghost town. It also kind of looks like the village from uh, Resident Evil 4.
1: Ah, uh, it looks like a, yeah, it looks like a set.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It also looks like a set. A hundred percent. Sam's looking around and enters into the inn um, and uh, meets the uh, the eerie innkeeper and asks to use a phone, which he, the innkeeper is just like, there is no phone. Basically.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's, he tells them they pretty much don't have anything.
0: Yeah, Sam is, is wanting to talk about, uh, you know, he, uh, he's like, well, who could I talk to here to have the permission uh, to film um and uh, and the innkeeper's just like, well, that'd be the elders. He's like, well, wake them up. I want to talk to them.
1: <laughs> Let's get this business going.
0: That's right. This whole time, you just see Sam and the innkeeper, but when Sam's just like, all right, well, I'm going to go find someone to talk to, whenever he turns, suddenly he's surrounded by countless ghouls. Well, um, we
1: and... They don't know that yet.
0: Well, you can assume. You they're can all, assume. They're all gray, like got gray skin, gray <laughs> hair, gray clothes.
1: All leering at yeah, him. Yeah, all leering.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah
1: <laughs> we can assume. The innkeeper says, No, I think you'll stay here. Yeah. Sam makes it out to his car, and, Yep, he's going to be staying here because his engine won't start. Yeah. It was some sabotage.
0: Sabotage. That's right. Oh, uh. but
1: no, it, it could have been some of the vermin that's been running around here. They mm-hmm. say.
0: Yeah, Sam uh, is just like, "Well, I need to take the car to the garage," and they're like, "Um, well, the sun will be down soon, so."
1: And plus, you know how we said we don't have phones or yeah. beds or <laughs> f- we barely have anything. houses. <laughs> um, yeah, we don't have a garage either. Yeah. So- haha <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yep. um they then like we have like this kind of like weird wrestling because they because okay he starts to go into the end right yeah but they're all fighting him even though he's st- He's going where they want him to go.
1: No, the way that I saw it was it was since they're ghouls, they kind of have zombie brains. So I thought that it was more of the mob thing of them trying to push him up the stairs into the room to make him stay.
0: But they're too stupid to not grab him because they're grabbing him too.
1: Yeah, they're they're kind of like push grabbing. Like they're making sure that he goes in that room and stays in that room.
0: Yeah. Well, see the only reason why I don't agree with that is cause of the fact that he does latch the door behind him he does.
1: He... But I think that's why the ghouls were doing the the, the thing because they were trying to scare him. Maybe
0: I, you know, any ghouls out there that want to chime in? Are
1: they just doing the ghoul mob thing or what?
0: That's right. <laughs> He's not in the room for very long when the door opens. I thought he latched, but whatever. Um, and in walks a girl, you know, with some food for him. Uh, she reveals that her name is Luna. And uh, what she has given him is some rabbit stew Mm. and that she's the daughter of the innkeeper. Um, She ends up asking um, Sam if people outside uh, of the town wear clothes like his and explains that all the clothes, food, wood and anything else you can really think of come from boxes.
1: Yeah, the boxes that are out there.
0: Yeah. Um, As she's pointing out the window, Sam looks and sees what she's referring to are all the vacant
1: graves. (laughs) Um, Food, huh? Hmm. Yeah.
0: She also reveals that she's a Hume Goo. She knows what she is. Yeah,
1: that was easy. That was
0: very simple.
1: I mean, she didn't have to use a few days up to win his, um, you know, trust before no. she said it she's just like oh a matter of fact.
0: Well this is almost the end of the movie so they need to speed this shit up is what
1: <laughs>
0: um, she explains that her her mother was trapped just like he is now hold on I, I don't think he knew that he was trapped.
1: Yeah right
0: <laughs> um, he asks her for help to get out of there and she tells him that he needs to go hide in the chapel because that's the only place that the rest of the ghouls don't go.
1: Yeah they uh, always fall down when they go into the chapel that's she right. says without much planning yeah he makes it over there yeah uh despite the horde of ghouls yeah kind of a uh, tackling him and here and there they're
0: pawing at him they're, at best
1: yeah yeah
0: they're practically patting him on the back uh <laughs> yeah he gets into the chapel and he finds the remains of uh of somebody
1: yeah, I don't necessarily know who it's supposed to be, but luckily they did write a diary explaining uh, kind of the history of how the ghouls ended up in the village, which yeah. they found a ghoul, had the great idea to bring it back, and that's when the chaos happened. Yeah, ghoul cool stuff. Yeah, that, that also, though, during this part, it's illustrated, yes. and I didn't, the the artist, I yeah. know the art.
0: Yeah, yeah. I didn't
1: look up who it is, John though. Bolton. John Bolton, Not that's the right.
0: political figure.
1: Yes, no, the artist. <laughs> yeah. He's famous for doing this kind of art. Yeah. I think he did a... Uh, H.P. Lovecraft stuff at one point. Oh, he,
0: he uh, um he did stuff for Batman. He did stuff for Batman's for, awesome. Oh yeah the, yeah because it's it's for you Sam Keith fans out there. If you like a Batman with really long ears, <laughs> this guy yes. this guy is the guy that did it started it. Yeah and beautiful
1: um, artwork. Yeah,
0: very beautiful. It's so um, detailed. Was it's, it's reminiscent of like Boris.
1: Yeah, like his sketches yeah. and whatnot. Yeah. So. Like I
0: thought originally that this. Art was actually one of the artists that worked on Wizards.
1: Oh, uh, I, uh, yeah, Art Elmore. Elmore, yeah, Elmore, yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Like, I couldn't find anything that said that any of the sketches that you see during like the storybook parts of Wizards, I don't mm. think any, like, but the style is so similar. I know, like, that at least one of those pages shown in, in Wizards had to have been this guy, yeah. But anyway, yeah, if you're a fan of uh, of horror. Uh, graphic novels and stuff like that Mm -hmm. like John Bolton yeah Yeah. Uh, he actually did the some of the graphic novel work for Monster Club
1: oh yeah that's right I remember you telling me that now
0: um so anyway after you get the history of the ghouls and such uh, Luna eventually uh, makes her way over which Sam saves her from being attacked by the ghouls by holding up a cross um you know like you do
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's the only way I really know how to take care of ghouls is religious imagery. Yeah,
0: fire maybe.
1: Well, that's pretty much anything, ain't it?
0: You know, fire monsters. Fire monsters? You can't stop stop a Balrog with fire. I mean,
1: you know, you're right. (laughs) Um,
0: She she ends up uh, in the in the chapel with him and the ghouls start throwing rocks and such. And, um, he holds up the cross again to kind of spook them away. And, uh, they come up with a plan to run for it just to get the hell out of there. They do. So (laughs) as they're running, uh, from the ghouls and of course being chased thereof, the ghouls are throwing rocks and stuff. And unfortunately they end up hitting Luna. Um, and that it kills her. Like,
1: yeah, she she says that, oh, God, they're throwing rocks. That's how they kill the animals that we eat. Yeah. So, yeah, they're good shots.
0: Yeah, yeah, surprisingly good shots for ghouls. <laughs> um, she, you know, another sad thing, though, is the fact that, you know, Sam's like, come on, Luna, you can make it. And she's just like, I'm just happy to have met another person mm-hmm. uh, like you. And I got to get out of the mist Um, You know, for this little moment. Yeah. Yeah. It's Um,
1: really sad. But she does also warn him, you know, watch out for the elders. Yeah. (laughs) That's right. Uh, Sam
0: ends up making it to the highway. See, it wasn't so hard. Ends up waving down some uh, officers. Gets into the car and tells them that, you know, to to get him the hell out of there. Um, Unfortunately, things don't go exactly as he expected because...
1: These police officers just happen to be escorting the elders. That's right. Oh, we're going right back to that ghoul village for the elder party.
0: That's right.
1: <laughs> and the elders always bring food.
0: <laughs> That's right.
1: <laughs> I-, I liked that little bit. That was pretty good.
0: The end for that story. Back at the Monster Club uh, are... <laughs> uh, uh doesn't want to stay any longer and amaris is just like no 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 you absolutely have to stay because i want to enter you into the monster club and ours is just like but I, how could i possibly be i'm a human and he, and he's just like oh uh, but but is, you wrote so many wonderful stories it'd be a crime not to add you in
1: and i love this this is such a beautiful ending yeah because Vincent Price pretty much tells, like, the whole club, like, oh, well, aren't humans the worst monsters of them all? You've yeah. got, like, famine, you've got war, you've got murders." You... He just goes down the list of why humans are so evil. Yeah, And I'm just like, that's exactly it. That's why I like horror movies where it's an actual person because it's twice as scary yeah. to me, you know? Yeah. So what a perfect ending. Yeah, oh everybody yeah. agrees. Yeah, yeah. everybody let the agrees. Human in. That's
0: right. The monster song starts, and uh, and everybody starts dancing, and we see Vincent Price get down.
1: Oh yeah, and he looks happy about it too, because there's this curvy cutie that comes up and yeah. he's dancing with him, and yeah, it's so adorable. Yeah,
0: it's it's one of the very few times I've seen Vincent Price on camera being positive with a female presenting person yes Um, because usually he's shaking them around slapping them (laughs) calling them stupid and all that kind of stuff and um you know vincent pricing it and (laughs) here he's just like jolly and dancing and and just having a whale of a time i'm
1: just like man vincent just needed a curvy gal in his life that's
0: right (laughs) the end
1: Woo! Monsters rule. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: Um, obviously, like, Verdict loved it. Great yeah, movie. I, Fun I stuff. I
1: just couldn't contain myself on yeah. how much I had to tell the world how much I loved this movie yeah. because it's so cute. It is
0: easily one of my top favorite Vincent Price movies. It
1: is. It is definitely one of my favorite Vincent Price movies now after seeing it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's well, you know, and I think that's what the positive that comes out of the A to Z is the fact that we, you know, not only get to watch a bunch of movies we've never seen before, Mm -hmm. but also get to explore, like, you know, Vincent, like, Vincent Price is somebody that everybody's seen, you know, House of Wax, everybody's seen House on Hot Hill. Yeah. um, Last Man on Earth. But um, this, this movie's not. In my opinion, it's not popular. Like, you don't see it included on no. a lot of list.
1: Besides that one scene, like... Yeah, yeah with I, the lady stripping, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't really see anything about yeah. this movie.
0: And it's just, like, it's it's probably, like, one of the better, like, modern, I guess, like, end of his towards mm-hmm. the end of his career and end of his life movies
1: yeah yeah um,
0: this and like madhouse was also really good
1: i love madhouse too and um, and
0: and that's another one that like i mean you see pictures of him in the in the skeleton makeup but that movie doesn't usually get make it on lists
1: yeah and you would think that would be like just so iconic yeah that it would be on everybody's list
0: yeah but that one yeah that one always falls to the wayside too this i think is better
1: Oh, well yeah because it's so fun well
0: because you have a monster club
1: yeah i want to be at the monster <laughs> that's club. right
0: um, it, yeah it's just overall fun um the nice thing is is that uh it is really easy to access it's mm-hmm. pretty much available for free everywhere you know so there's no reason to to not watch it um if you get a chance to to buy it Definitely do it because you're gonna you're gonna kick yourself if you don't get a chance to buy it because you're gonna want that soundtrack. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um this movie has been also um I, I end up finding on eBay when I was looking for the vinyl. You can get like there there is um like an Elvira presents Monster Club also. Yeah, I want that. I think that's on Amazon through AMC or one of those. And so I'll probably end up having to cycle back and uh, and watch that just to see how Elvira presents it. Because mm-hmm. I think that might be one of the episodes for Elvira's uh, movie Macabre that Vincent Price guested on.
1: Ooh. And so that'd be nice. That would be cool to see. I might
0: be telling tales out of school. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but anyway, so that brings to end this episode of Podcast Magoria's Halloween A to Z. Our next episode is our N episode. Ooh. N standing for nope. Nope. Um <laughs> I it's nope might be one of the newest movies on our list. It's tied oh, between yeah. this and one that's coming up a little later on. Ooh. Oh. Um super excited to see it super excited this is this is also a rare occurrence because of the fact that we'll get into that in the next episode
1: we will we
0: will <laughs> until next time if you find yourself getting invited to a certain club that you feel like you might stick out like a sore thumb don't worry about it have a bloody mary get down with your bad self and most importantly you must stay spooky Brains
1: Brains Bye. Bye. You've been listening to Podcast Magoria
0: with Autumn and James Starring Autumn Campbell and James Davis Produced by Taryn Westville, With music by James Davis Like what you heard? Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts And be sure to follow on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for posts related to Podcast Magoria Productions. And as always, stay spooky.